0: I'm ready.
1: Oh, you said and like you're. I was waiting for you to say something else. <clears throat> you ready? I yeah. am. What is going on, you fine-scale freaks? This is episode 92 of the Bench Time Podcast with Todd and Brett Wiley of HO Scale Customs. I feel like I'm in like Groundhog Day. when I Fine-scale s- freaks and train geeks. I got something for you guys. Hang on. I haven't done this in a long time on the podcast.
0: Ah. <sighs> I did that last week. Oh, man. I'm the one doing water
1: today. Well, I'm, I'll am i take your beer this week. Oh, That's,
0: That was awesome. All right. Did that land on the floor? The cap did. I just picked it
1: up. Oh, uh, okay. The bottle didn't. Geez, that'd be a crime. Yeah. All right. So, welcome to episode 92. We have a boatload of stuff this week to go through with you guys. Oh, um, uh, okay. Some really awesome announcements, a lot of stuff going on. So first, before we get started, we are going to announce this week's contest winner, which is, I'll hand that over to my dad.
0: Ah, the contest winner this week for, let me pull up the, it was an email person. Yeah. It was one of our options of how you can reach us. Thanks for sending uh, an email.
1: And by the way, last week's contest was to announce or tell us what your favorite episode was of all 91 episodes so far.
0: Oh yes, and uh, I will get to that right now. I'm pulling the email. You out. weren't ready. I was. This is bad radio. Close bad radio. Bad, ra- bad radio. <laughs> All right. It is uh, this gentleman is Gregory Gay. Yeah. And he writes. Um, I would have to say episode twenty-three uh, would be my favorite. I can't tell you the topic. The topic, by the way, was Casey's workshop. Uh, Kenny Crump. And uh, it was a, it was the first time that we had Kenny on our show, I believe. I think so. And, uh, that was, uh, I had a lot of fun with that. And Kenny's a funny guy. So I'm glad he enjoyed that. And he says, I'll read the, it's a short email, so I will read that. And he says, um, I came, it was the first episode I came across after listening to it. Like I do with all new podcasts. I had to go back and listen from the start. Meaning episode one,
1: I imagine. Yeah, you did it in chronological uh, order.
0: Correct. By listening, piqued my interest and got me to follow you on Instagram and Facebook. I look forward to every week to hear what the topic will be and really enjoy the photos of the progress of the layout. So um, it, it, that was well, a really cool one. To me, there were lots of good ones. We had somebody like Kathy Malat's episode and so several other ones that were just awesome. You know, uh, right? And and, um, and and I was going to read them all, but we don't have the time to read them all. There was a bunch. Uh, I liked this one because it was somebody saying what they got from it, it made them want to stick around and, and listen to more. And I'm sure that's the same case yeah. with everybody else, but he worded it that way. So Gregory Gay gets the win, and uh, he will also be sent a railroad a kit from Railroad Kits. And, um, and a koozie. Congratulations. And a koozie, correct. Uh Customs koozie.
1: All right. Well, thanks a lot, Greg. And um, a I new have, contest. I've seen Greg popping around a couple times in the contest, so congratulations. So anyways, what's the new contest, Dan?
0: Well, the new contest is a, it's it's based off of it's it's based off of one of our show features. Uh-huh. And um this time we're gonna let everybody else participate in it. one of our show features that we've had right from the beginning was uh, our bench time music. Whatever you got playing. Or
1: podcasts or whatever. It could be anything. Anything you're listening to.
0: Well, yeah. Whatever you're listening to. What are you listening to this week, basically, is what what it's always been.
1: It can't be our podcast.
0: Right. And we've always been... It's always been you and I telling everybody else what we listen to. Or a guest that we've had on the show. We've asked them what they listen to when they work. We've had that happen a couple times. Yeah. This time we're letting... Our listeners, all of our listeners, will be able to participate. Let us know what it is you listen to uh, on the Bench Time podcast uh, on the Bench Time Podca- when you're at your workbench. Um, and let's not let's not make it the Bench Time podcast. Uh, we know you listen to us, so I want to hear what you like listening to when you're not listening to the Bench Time podcast right. and you're at your bench.
1: If it's another podcast, let us yeah, know because we might be yeah. interested in listening to it too. Um, I will actually share with you my favorite podcast recently, and that is the, um, I'm still stuck on that damn dollop podcast. Ah, uh, I listened to one the other day, dad, mm-hmm. it was about how the Americans had a battle against squirrels. They thought they could eliminate all the squirrels. I heard that
0: one. That's great.
1: Did you listen to that one? Yep. yep oh my I God. That one's yep. so funny. But anyways, so whatever you're listening to this week, like my dad said,
0: let us know what you listen to, why you listen to it, whatever. You can comment
1: on the Facebook page on the, wait,
0: I'm sorry. I was going
1: to say, you can throw it in the, whatever you're listening to on the comment section of our Facebook page on the pin post for this week, or you can email it like Greg did and a bunch of our other listeners do to podcast at hoscalecustoms.com. Um, and like my dad said, uh, well, I think you were going to say you can either type it in, just say, "Oh, I'm listening to," um, you know, uh, George Thorogood and the Destroyers, yeah. or you could post a uh, link to like a YouTube music video of whatever you're listening to if there's yeah, a, if that's so available. Yeah, so check it out. Yeah. So, so um, yeah, so fun, get your well, entry. Get your entry in before next Thursday at midnight, and we will pull another yeah. uh, winner for next week's prize. So. Right. Uh, moving on from our contest, we did want to talk about the Craftsman Courtyard really quick. It's something that my dad and I will be attending. I know plenty of our guests that we've had on the show are going to be attending. Uh, a lot of our listeners, I believe, a lot and, of our
0: yeah, a lot of the manufacturers that we've had as guests, a will lot be of them, there. yep. And and um, in fact, most all all the people that were there. There's a couple of new ones that are going to be there, right? Um, at the show, from what I understand, and a couple of those, we. The nice thing is we're going to talk to them. Right there at the
1: show. We will not be doing a podcast episode from the show, though. Um, No, we've tried. We've we've tried doing episodes from the show from like live shows before, and they just they turn out like just hot, like like hot garbage. We're not gonna do that. Um, This is gonna be
0: super cool. It's gonna be set up to where there is uh, a a contest uh, for builds, a building contest. There's rules on the website for that, Um,
1: and that's gonna be put on by the show, right?
0: That's correct, and then that's that's um, the Craftsman Courtyard. It's called, and this it'll is a little. At the, at
1: the the Craftsman Courtyard is a part of the larger train show at Timonium that weekend.
0: Right, the 26th and 27th, uh, which will be Saturday and Sunday uh, of that of that weekend. So that'll be uh, that'll be awesome. Now the the uh, it'll be a neat contest, of course. Um, the Craftsman Courtyard has a um, page on Facebook. You can go to it and request to join, and you can get information to the Craftsman Courtyard. Yeah.
1: There. I mean, there'll be a bunch uh, of vendors there. Um, correct. Carolina Craftsman Kits, Nick and Nora, a lot of the ones we've had on. A few we haven't, like my dad said. Um, I
0: haven't had Nick and Nora, so we're going to try and talk to them yeah. about getting them on the show. AK Interactive is supposed to be currently, right now from what I understand, they're coming, and I think they're in our little circle of booths, right next to us. So... Are they? We're gonna, yes, and we're going to see if we can't uh, talk to AK Interactive and uh, get some information for y'all, and maybe do a show. Oh my gosh, they're to. right
1: behind us.
0: Yeah, exactly. Oh. So we're
1: gonna, yeah, so I'm going to um, have a hard one.
0: They're going to be doing some demos. <laughs> we're stand right there.
1: Sorry, the sh- I just said that, but I'm going to yeah, be. No, well, that's
0: fine. <laughs> uh, but, um, anyways, you know, it's, so it's um, it's a great, it's going to be a great, it's a big show.
1: So um, and outside of the Craftsman Courtyard, it's just an it's an awesome facility, anyways, because this place is huge.
0: It's an, it's a Maryland State Fairgrounds. Yeah. Monium. Yes.
1: Yeah. What's the name of the? I, I'm going to sound dumb. The
0: show is a great. It's the great scale model. model yeah.
1: Show. And it, that's that's we went to that last year.
0: Right.
1: Um, and it's it's, it's right on the main road. Monstrous.
0: Work uh, road. It's very easy to find. It's right at the State Fairgrounds. Um, it takes it last when we went to in April, it took up three giant.
1: And size that was the smaller one.
0: exhibition halls, you know where they have where right they usually do like their farm state farm shows and, and things like that. So and that was it's, the it's big.
1: And that was the smaller of the shows they have. Yeah, so and, uh,
0: it was. It, it's going to be big. We have a cool. whole section there that is going to be dedicated just to um, so craftsmen. Uh, the Craftsman. The Craftsman,
1: the craftsman Courtyard. Craftsman the Craftsman Courtyard is going to be a subset of the bigger train show right. that will be all of the people you've heard on this show and a few of the manufacturers we, that we may not have interviewed, but we've talked about. Um, I believe right. we've gone over most of them. There's going to be a few other ones there who we'll talk with there that are newer to us. They're newer. Uh, they're not necessarily new to the hobby. Um, so it's a subset within the train show that's there, but there's a, the train show itself is huge. It's a huge, huge show in a giant facility. So we're going to be there. A lot of our guests are on there. A lot of our manufacturers are going to be on there, but right. at, at the show, like I was trying to say earlier, my dad and I won't be doing any podcasts or live videos like yeah. we tried to do before. Cause it just turns out like, it just, it turns into a cluster. So, um, we will be doing content from the show and send, putting up pictures all weekend. And we might do some on-the-spot like videos as well. We are also... My dad and I are going to be doing some clinics. Um, a couple clinics. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know... If, we're we're going to be doing some clinics. There's, yeah. a lot,
0: there's a whole schedule of clinics. So Brett and I are giving
1: some of them. We're going to give a couple uh, on clinics. On Sunday afternoon
0: at 1 o'clock.
1: Right. Um, uh, but there's a whole we're bunch... we talk
0: more about it later. There's
1: a whole bunch of other clinics. We'll get into that at, 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 farther down the road when we have... More time for that. It's not um,
0: an expensive show.
1: That's the other thing. It's it's easy to get to. At least on the East Coast, it's easy to get right. to. It's right in Baltimore area. Right. Um, so uh, it's
0: twenty bucks for the weekend if you for your entire yeah, family, the whole pass the for whole the weekend, is right. twenty bucks. So Saturday, it covers Saturday and Sunday. And if you would just go for a day, the whole family cost fifteen dollars on set, on Sunday only. Right. And then on uh, a solo adult is ten dollars and it covers saturday and sunday you can't beat that deal you know now if you just come for sunday it's going to be eight dollars still still it's eight bucks if you can only make it for one day eight
1: dollars is cheap so and
0: then i believe if you go to their website for it i will put scale model train show it's g
1: gsmts.com go
0: go about a week beforehand and they usually put a discount coupon up on top of that
1: man we love our coupons
0: Yeah, go check that out. uh, Oh, I got a new. I'm really excited about doing
1: this. I know. I hang on. I got a new thing to talk about when we have the tool. So do not let me forget it. I'm gonna put it in the notes. Anyway, sorry. I got so excited once you said coupon. Mm
0: Hmm.
1: Anyways, moving on. I had to. I had to say that so I don't forget. All right. So recap. Let's recap that real quick. We'll be at the show. We'll be doing some clinics. We're gonna be visiting all the other people. But when we're not doing clinics and we're not walking around talking to everyone. Um, my dad and I will be taking a kit down. I know I will be.
0: And my goal
1: will be to, while we're talking to you guys and you're visiting our table, I want to be be building the entire weekend while I'm down there. I'm not saying I'm going to finish a kit because I'm going to get to talking and yucking it up with you guys. But a lot of the other vendors are going down there to obviously sell and give their products, show their products. But we have a table to ourselves and we're not going to be doing a podcast. So... Well, shit! We just paid for a table. I'm bringing everything. We paid for a table to build models for the weekend, but you know, it's eight, we're...
0: Foot, eight foot, eight long table. I'm taking boxes of tools and paint and all kinds of but, crap. But, we're gonna have a good time. So we
1: just paid for a table to build something, but you know, I could have done it at my. <laughs> I could have done it at my uh, no, my workbench,
0: but no, I get it's it. Just I... talk and promote the customs. Yeah, but yeah,
1: but I'm gonna. My dad and I are gonna be building something while we're down there so swing by visit if you can make it swing by and talk to us check out what we're building uh if you got any questions or you whatever we're not experts at all but we'll give you our own answer so um (laughs) we think think we're experts but we're not i would never tell i would never say i'm an expert because um i i'm not i'm not i'm I'm not an expert right so all right so if you are coming swing by we would love to see you um I know time, so I, know, I know, there's a few of our listeners actually coming in for it, so I'm excited to see them oh, again. Yeah. I'm excited to see them oh, yeah. again. We haven't seen some of those guys since we did the Franklin South Manchester visit. So, no. all right. We got that. Sorry, I'm
0: yawned. I'm sorry about that. Was it and past, your, it up, past your
1: bedtime? Do want some you want a bottle of warm milk for bed? It's a cookie. Do you want a bottle of warm milk for bed? Yeah, okay. You want me to turn yeah. your sound machine on? Anyways. Yeah, I did right. the you,
0: so that's kind of funny. I know. So someday, someday as I get older, you may have to do all that for me.
1: I'll pay someone to do that for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it that's until, I'll do it, I'll do it for you until I got to change a diaper. And there then I'm going to hire someone because I ain't changing your diaper. All right.
0: <laughs> okay. Oh, that's nice. Okay. So well, let's go. We're I'm just guys.
1: setting since some ground rules.
0: Since we're on it and we gave Gregory, uh, Greg, Greg, Gregory Gregory Gregory. Gregory uh, Gay, the the win there for the uh, and we announced the new.
1: Wow, new you're all contest. over the place. Get get yourself wow. together here.
0: What kind of music are you listening to
1: on your bench this week? All right, well, you caught me off guard because I thought we were going to do that later in the. uh yeah, we're going to do it now. <laughs> all right, well, let me get there. Um, so I found this new. You're going to judge me, as always, because I got weird taste in music. <laughs> But I was jumping around all week this week, and um, I mean all all week so far with music. And I was listening to a little bit of a mix between. Um, oh my God, this is embarrassing. <laughs> I was listening to a rapper.
0: You rap- say fries Streisand. No, um, no. I'm going to you.
1: I was listening to a rapper called. Um, this is really bad. I don't advise anybody to listen to this music. Um, Juicy J, the rapper from. He's from Three Six Mafia. Anyways. I was listening to a little bit of that, and then I switched to a playlist called '90s Country' the next day. So I was listening to this '90s Country' mix, which was like old Toby Keith, like old, oh, wow, I like this stuff. You know, Tim McGraw, Martina McBride, all the old country '90s stuff. I was Listening to some of that, not old country, but mid '90s country. Yeah, yeah. And, and then recently, just like to the last day or two, I switched over to listening to the new Slipknot album. So I've been literally all over the spectrum wow. of uh, yeah. music. Uh, dang. what I said dang yeah I was everywhere this week so I don't suggest following my trends and tastes in music because they're they're crazy but yeah, there's, um,
0: label, there's gotta be labels on your stuff you know
1: there's a lot of ease a lot of explicit yeah. tags on mine <laughs> but uh, well not the 90s country that was fun I enjoyed no. that and I forgot about a lot, I forgot about a lot of those songs and it was shuffling while I was working yeah. and I'm like oh yeah I, got, I remember that song so anyways that's what I was listening to what about you
0: I've been listening to Granger Smith. Ah, really, and uh, I like Granger Smith and Little Earl Dibbles. That's his. His alter ego. Alter ego, and um, so I listen to those, that songs, uh, those songs. Yeah, and then um, a little offspring, the offspring. Ah, oh. uh, a little hit that, and uh, you were listening my to around you.
1: You were so. listening to like the Splinter album.
0: Uh, I, all of it. I just kind of had it. I put it on. I mean, I, just, hit the I it just the mix. I love
1: the offspring. Start
0: throwing stuff at me. You can never get, it never gets old. It's I, like old BC boys. It's timeless.
1: It never, ever gets old. It's timeless. Ever. You know why yes. I think the offspring are timeless? Because. I think they're trendsetters. No one, it sounds like the offspring. Yeah. So yeah. like there's other bands that sound similar. Like yeah, some like
0: 41. I, I get tired. Yeah. I
1: get tired of Three Days Grace after a while. Yeah. If I'm listening to that style of music, I think I listened to some 41 this week. Too. Because because right. there's a lot of bands that sound similar, and that's the music that gets old. But like the Beastie Boys and and uh, yeah. the Offspring, I never, I never get tired of it. I can listen Ever. to them every single week, the same day, whatever, constantly, like a routine, and I won't get old of the oh, Beastie yeah. Boys. So the yeah, the uh, Offspring it, are that that way too. So and what's funny about the Offspring? Let's. I, you're probably like that with me. I'm probably like that or you're probably like that, like I am where yeah. I'll go for like six months and I won't even think about the offspring. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I'm like obsessed with the offspring for like a week. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, that song, that song rock. I forgot they did that song. And it's like every right. six months i rediscover the offspring.
0: And if you put it on, if I don't know what platform you listen to your music on, but if you put it on like, um,
1: I use like YouTube. Play, I use music.youtube.com.
0: Okay. Well, anyways, it's, I use a, it's the Play same. Music.
1: It's the same thing.
0: But you know, then it, uh, if you go to the radio station, then you get a mix of other ones that are like it. So I had like Fat Fat Lip from Sun Forty One, yeah, and SR Seventy One, and System of the Down with Chop Suey, and a bunch yeah. of other ones. You know, it was. It, 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 I had a ball with you it. It were listening like to
1: the genre. I think they call it new metal.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, that's fine. I, I like it. I'm, you know, I'm, not, I'm old, but I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm very. Uh, hey, he admitted, here, he admitted it here.
1: He admitted here on his own, folks. <laughs>
0: so yeah're well, I mean, we're, we're good I mean, so that's that's, that's that's out of the way cool so well we did our music uh, let's get our patron questions.
1: We, well before we jump into our patron oh, okay. questions um I wanted you wanted to talk about the contest build for the patrons real oh, quick and this will yeah, just yeah, be yeah. this will just take a minute here but um oh excuse me that beer not hitting me good anyways so uh our patrons our patrons have a uh, Any patron that joins our Patreon page can join in on the build contest, which is this month's contest is for a um, gift certificate for a model manufacturer. And they can join in for a build. So at October 31st, we will um, do a lottery style drawing for any build. That way, any skill type can join. So to get in on that access and to get – access to be able to ask us questions each week you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash hoscale customs and my dad's going to give a quick update on the contest build for the patrons and then we're going to jump mm-hmm. into our patron questions
0: yeah I mean we have the up we have the the contest for the build um, it's any, any kind of build uh, that you're doing October 31st is a deadline um, it, it can be a structure it can be a vehicle it can be you know whatever you want it to be um, a diorama scene or whatever size, whatever you think you have time for. It needs to be built by you. Yeah. Okay. It, it, it can't be somebody, a photo from somebody else's. So we're going to require you to put your name and everything in the photo on a card, like an index card or yeah. a small business card size uh, card next to your model. Uh, explain it, it was yours and the date. Um, so uh, your name and date and uh, that's that'd yep. be great. Um, and then we'll and post it to our uh, Facebook page.
1: Well, and, well, what we got? Or the overtime group. These are for patrons, by oh, the way. Oh yeah, this I'm is sorry. a patron it, contest. Yeah, so it's a patron we contest. We don't
0: want to, you know, get.
1: Okay, so this, do it at
0: the overtime page, if, and um, if you're a patron. If you're a patron. Now, if you become a patron, you can participate in this kind of contest. Where right. You do the build. And, you can uh, even get and, in
1: on this current contest as long as right. you're in before the deadline. Obviously.
0: Exactly. So, so it doesn't matter if it's big or small or whatever. Um, it's got to be built by you. Right. You know? and, uh, and, and, you know, it's going to be a good time. It's, it's a heck of a prize. It's, it's a $50 gift certificate. So, I mean, you can't, you're not going to be able to beat that. Yeah. So um, I all think right. an
1: awesome thing. Well, and we have more information on that in our Patreon page. So when you join, right. you'll get all the contest information anyways. So right. with that, let's jump into our patron-only questions this week. You ready? Yeah, let's do it. All right. As always, if you want information, if you want access to be able to ask us questions or when I we have I love
0: these cuz I'm never ready for them. If
1: I know and them, and, we, and we rapid fire them too, yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. I intentionally just so you guys know and our patrons know, everyone that knows, everyone that's listening knows um I try not to read these until yeah, ahead of time. until we get on here and we're recording cuz I don't want to see what they are. Until I get here. I want to be surprised. So, like, when our patrons yeah. are listening... if you are guys- Spontaneous answers. If you guys are listening here, I, we try to answer these on the fly. And whenever I go through and I like or I heart them, it's because I'm going through and I'm reading them as we go. So, when you get that yeah. notification that I thumbs up or I hearted it or I, or I laugh-faced it because it's a funny question, it's because I'm reading them as I'm doing it. So, anyways. All right. Paul Stewart has the first one here. And he's asking... The first question will take a little more to answer it. The second question will be easy. How important are reference images to your design and schemes compared to just imaging or imagining everything? Um. So I use a couple scratch builds that I've done or reference images as far as like a, a reference image in a kit. Um, oftentimes will come with uh image of the finished build. Right. Uh it's good It's good for trying to figure out how things fit together, right especially if there's some weird angles on a building and that yeah. goes for scratch building or for um a kit always the reference is always good when there's a question that isn't always answered well with the blueprint or the like the the elevation in the plan right so sometimes you got to look at a reference image to see how walls fit together for me, yeah. Yeah. Um, but other than that once they it, once it's fit together uh unless I'm building it to prototype, I kinda just ditch the pictures
0: yeah now for me, if it's i i do use i do use the instructions, any photos, especially this build I'm doing
1: now with Baxter's oh yeah, we have um, to that's how I yeah. am with sasson. you gotta look at every right. single little image you can possibly right. find, and I was going on to the forums, I'm sure you were too. 'Cause I don't have a picture of oh, every I, do? I don't yeah. have a photo of every angle that I'm trying to look at. And, and I'm looking not
0: everybody's built this. I mean there's right. not a lot of photos out there of it, so I take advantage of what I can well, if I'm stuck.
1: And the blueprint version, you've seen these blueprint if anyone's done a builders and scale kit, they yeah. look like a blueprint. Yeah. Like a real blueprint. So it's a two D picture for most of it. And a lot of the pictures in the instructions for the kit don't have all the angles. So I'm out there scouring the forums for other photos and there's just not a lot of them out there. So in this, in this instance, and I'm sure you're like this with Baxter's I'm taking every single photo off the internet that I can find as reference.
0: Yes. Plus when we went up to visit the Franklin South Manchester mm-hmm. Baxter's on it and I took a bunch you were, of photos Yeah. You were like of that paparazzi on that. Built, I went, well, I started building it the week after we got back. <laughs> so, I mean, it was, uh, and it was great because I, I, and now I can go to that on my computer, zoom in on the spots and uh, and it's pretty neat because I'm trying to build it right. I'm trying to build this one I'm trying to build exactly.
1: I'm doing the same and, thing for SAS and I'm building it to yeah. the instructions. right. Um, and so except the so, name. We're both both of us are changing the name. Now, of it.
0: right. Now w- with reference material, that's not always just your instructions and your photos that came with the kit or online for the kit. Um, it can also be for what you use to design a scratch-built kit. So yeah. I know for a fact that you use that um, uh, Shorpy. Uh, I use Shorpy. And I use Shorpy and anything I can find online as far as archive photos and things of old buildings. I've
1: used I... Shorpy less for scratch builds and more for um, like how to put signs on a wall or oh, yeah, yeah. like detail stuff.
0: Right. Now – I have used, I used Google image searches for a lot of stuff as reference. Uh, I also, here's one, uh, I was building, um, a Foscale model kit. Um, it was, was, um, that one was the Metzger building. Yeah. And, um, there's a sign on the outside of the building that says Automat. It, it's a, it's a marquee sign. that comes down the side of the building. And it looked really, really kind of unique on the photos that Doug had on his. And I was like, wow, that's really kind of cool. I'm going to look up AutoMAT and see if I can find the AutoMATs. Because they were big up in New York City and stuff. I mean, they had these AutoMAT places in other cities as well back in the day. And um, and I found this, you know, archive photos on Google Image Search. Yeah. AutoMAT. Uh, marquees. And there were several of them, and I found that exact shape and size one Yeah, it turned in the out. same color scheme. Killer. It was great because then I could use that, and I pulled it up and made it big on a computer screen as I was painting, and I could put the rust spots in the same places, and, and it was cool. So, you know, the information is online. It's available for you to do it. The other reference material you could use would be photographs that you take of a building somewhere, as well and I've done that as as well so yeah, yeah
1: that's what's the second part of that question the second part's easy if you had to choose uh, Dominic Hassick or Patrick Waugh to save a shot to win the Stanley Cup which one would you choose <laughs> <laughs> i know who i'd
0: pick patrick Waugh, man patrick Waugh. patrick the- wah cuz now they're both hotheads but patrick wah man he didn't get he didn't get hot headed during play Okay. he did when it was a fight. I could,
1: yeah. Right. I could right. Walk
0: and fight for a goalie. Right. You know? right. He didn't want to mess with Patrick Wall. Like
1: the Vernon right. and Wall fight. Holy oh cow! Yeah, if I'm
0: a, if I'm an OT facing a shootout for the Stanley, you know what was the
1: what if it's the... if it's overtime if it's o- triple overtime in the Stanley Cup Finals and yeah. it's and it's Wah versus Hassock, I want to see Wall yeah. make that that big right. save.
0: Yeah, I'm putting Wah in there, man. He's the king. Yeah, he's the king. Him and him, and I'm not taking nothing away from. I Dominic. mean,
1: Hassick is up there, is. and Hop Hassick is in a, is a. This is hockey talk, by the way. Yeah. Welcome right. to hockey talk, talk short, from. For w- welcome to hockey talk from HOSL Customs. No, <laughs> I would put Hassick. i put
0: Patrick Watt and and Martin Bodeur right there, neck and neck. They're the tops. Yeah, yeah
1: I would put. I would put the top five. Hassick's in the top five. Oh, yeah, yeah. But um, he he's in there with Osgood, too, though. Yeah. Like, there's some weird... Hassix on an Osgood Osgood level. And then yeah. Waugh and, and Bredor... Or Vernon.
0: Vernon. Like,
1: Vernon and he felt for yeah. Man, we, That
0: was an era where there were a lot of good...
1: Yeah. Uh, goals enders. And then there's so. Braden Holpe right there, right there at number six, top all time. <laughs> top all time, Brayden number number six, I'd put him. Anyways... Okay. I'm okay. just I'm just tooting the Capitals' horn here. Right, hey, you. guess what, guys? Hockey starts this weekend.
0: Yeah, exhibition.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's a, no, no. It's yeah, it's preseason games. But who cares? Right, you know, expression. everyone, everyone was out there ranting and raving about preseason NFL. So I can rant and rave about preseason NHL. So, all right. all right. Next up. Next question, baby. Greg Baker.
0: Greg Baker. All right.
1: This is these are three questions, so we're gonna rapid fire these ones. Let's do them. What would your dream workbench look like? My dream workbench would look like... Um, I'll tell you. You a, go ahead. A clean workbench. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no, no. My, for real, though, my dream workbench would be about four feet longer and have a storage rack. On the whole one side, it would just be a giant storage rack.
0: Yeah. I think I could handle my dream workbench being another eight foot longer yeah oh, yeah. and uh, maybe looking a little bit like uh Jason Jensen's yeah, or uh Ken Anderson's
1: yeah. oh or... Ken's Ken's is at the
0: organization. His man. is at
1: the organization level though, that I want. like oh yeah, I want yeah. Ken to come in. Can I hire Ken as a contractor to come in and just organize my work area for a day?
0: Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's some great ones out there. I mean, organization would be the key and extra workspace for me. But practical, so, yeah.
1: practical, organization. practical not, organization, not organization where it makes it more confusing. Right. So right. I, next up, this is still from Greg. Are there any tools you wish you had?
0: Oh,
1: man. Um,
0: uh, I, yes, you go ahead.
1: Uh, I'm having, a, I'm struggling. You go ahead. Okay. Oh, I got I would one. like
0: it at some time. I got I would one. like to have an airbrush. Okay. But I'd like to have it with a booth, the whole thing. I got okay. one. And and I'd like to have, you know, I need to have the room for it too. And then yeah. be, I would like to have the proper ventilation system for it. Uh, at some point, I'm going to get a good airbrush. It's no, not yet. That's one of my future things.
1: And you can you don't have to go all out for an airbrush for what we're doing. No, I
0: want a decent pump. No, no, no,
1: but I mean you don't need to get a gigantic setup.
0: I have – actually, I have an airbrush I can use. I just
1: got it. I just meant you don't need a huge setup. You don't need to go all out and buy this huge equipment for what you need. No,
0: no, 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 absolutely not. For
1: what we need, you could set up a pretty small airbrush in your your work area and get by with a high-quality product, but you don't need to go – you don't need this huge, giant paint booth and all this other stuff. You know what I mean? Like My,
0: my thing is I just don't know if I want to sink the money into it and right. then not use it as much, that much. Right. You know? well, That's my scary part. Baby steps. Other than that, otherwise, I pretty much have the tools I need. I got
1: a tool. I, talked I, about this last I got week. a tool we want. What's that? And you'll probably agree. I want to get one of those cricket cutters.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, we got to look at the quick.
1: That is on my bucket list, and if we go halfsies on it, 3D
0: printer maybe too.
1: Yeah, a 3D printer would be good. But after talking, after talking about that, I
0: seems like a lot extra. You know, a lot well, of
1: extra work. Well, and don't get me wrong, they produce really awesome stuff. We got the, we right. got the parts from it, and and they look fantastic. Yeah. Um, but like we were talking, it's almost like a second hobby.
0: Right. And I don't know if I want to start another hobby. it's an investment.
1: It's an investment of time. Right, and it's not that I don't want to do it. It's just, you know, where do you, do, where do you, where do you end up trying to put most of your time? So yeah. it could be. I'd like
0: to have a laser cutter, but yeah. a quick hit's going to do.
1: But you know, after talking with <laughs> after talking with David, it could be like yeah. something where we go to a shapeways or we go to David and we say, hey, um, maybe we send you a design and we were able to work something out where you where you print them for us because he already has the equipment and the experience. Right. Um And we might pay a little more than we would normally if we just had a 3D printer laying around the house. But then it's, it's the whole time versus money thing. So if you pay someone five, four or five bucks to make your little part for you that already knows what they're doing with a 3D printer, well, I'd rather just do that and then I have to, I could focus my time on doing my parts and doing my... Right, right. So... I would These love.
0: Cool,
1: though. I would love to get a cricket to start.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and then start cutting some. Yeah, that's for us. Cut, cut the things we need. Cutting some like handmade, um, or cutting some cricket level, like lettering out for signs yeah. and uh, stuff like that would be really sweet. So, mm-hmm. or even cutting paper stencils to to sponge, like to sponge dry sponge like signs on walls yeah. and stuff. That would be mm-hmm. really cool. So, um, yeah, that's my. Answer for that. Next one from Greg. Last one from Greg is: What type of storage items do you wish you had? Um, more storage items. <laughs> That's it. All the, all of them. More, all of them. What kind
0: of storage items? I love craft storage. So when you go, go to the hobby shops,
1: the little clear uh, plastic
0: craft stores, they have the. Uh, you know what?
1: You can save money. All the time. You can save money on the storage items by going to Walmart to the fishing yeah. to the fishing tackle. Yep. Yep, and buying the same clear plastic, yep. it's the clear plastic ones with the snap down lid with the hinge. Yep. You can get them from Plano in the fishing tackle aisle yep. for a quarter of the cost.
0: Yeah, you know what's even cheaper? I just found out Harbor Freight has them to, as well.
1: Yeah, well, I'm just saying if you go to the craft store, you're going to pay yeah. twice yeah. as much for them or more, right.
0: right? Right,
1: so, anyways, all right, next up, Lynn McCurdy. How to get my butt in gear and get busy modeling. Um, it's an old subject, ah. an old subject. but then I'm moving yeah, in the direction of... He said, but I'm moving in the direction of getting old. So, Lynn... Um, you old, gotta, it's willpower. Old is just a mindset. I just want to say that first. And yeah. it's about... I think sometimes it's about... Because um, I actually had that this summer where... Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I just there's a million things going on. I'm fixing cars. I'm doing this with the kids. I'm doing that. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. And I want to do it in my head. I want to, but then I'm like, ah, yeah. oh, at the end of each night, I'm just so tired. You're shot. You're, shot. Yeah. You're mentally shot. So I think it's about, you have to find a way to pump yourself up to get back yeah. down to working yeah. on something. And right. for me, I had a little bit of a dry spell because I had a billion things going on in the last couple of weeks. Mm. And this weekend, I, that Saturday I was sending you pictures. I was down here for like 10 hours working on that sass and vinegar works. Cause I got into a role and now I'm excited about it. And tonight yeah. after this podcast is over, I'm going to be down here for a couple hours working on the damn thing again, because now I'm like jazzed about it again. Yeah. And uh, I got a couple other builds I'm working on currently at the same time. Um, some are All for right. patrons, some are for me. So there's a lot going on, but now it only took just like what I did was I was online looking at pictures of other people's builds and it got me excited right. again i was like ah oh, i'm going that's it i'm going downstairs i'm working right yeah but everyone hits a funk so
0: yeah i mean i've had funks and and for me uh i i'll just tell lynn this and um it's like this i come home from a day of work i get out of work um and i get in the door do the things i gotta do when i get in the door feed the animals or take the dog out that kind of thing and then uh you know if I don't have to help start dinner or whatever, which doesn't happen a whole lot, I'm not real good in the kitchen. You don't want me in the kitchen. Um, <laughs> then I, I will go into um, I will go into my workshop, and you have to push yourself. I could easily just pop out the recliner, sit down, turn on the TV set, and just sit there. And I, but I can't do that. I I got to get up. I, I I don't even sit down. I come in the door, do the few little things I got to do. Then I come in and I sit. If you're going to sit down, here's what you have to tell yourself. You have to tell yourself, do I want to sit down in front of a TV set or I'm going to do the same thing at my workbench. I'm still going to sit down so I can still sit down, but let's, let's occupy our mind with something other than a, a freaking mindless boob tube and sit down at my workbench and do something constructive with my mind and work my hands and have some fun because I love to do it. And if you get tired, Here's the key: get get your ass up out of the chair after 45 minutes or an hour. Take a walk through the house. Do another chore. Come back, sit down, do some more. Get up uh, every hour and go do something. Else, you know, but get, get talk yourself into it. You have to talk yourself into it. Ask yourself: so, Do I want to sit and relax there, or do I want to sit and relax in my man cave?
1: So my shop? my thing is: some nights I'll be not in the mood. To go downstairs, I'll admit there's some nights I don't want to go downstairs and work. Yeah. But um.
0: I really don't have many of them.
1: But yeah. Well, no, but yeah. it, it happens because I, I get don't the have kids. Either. I, I get the kids down, and I'm yeah. dealing with them running around, and then we finally right. sit down, and I'm like, ah. Oh, sure, I get it. Oh, I'm relaxing, but then yeah, I think not, we've all done it. But then I think, well, tomorrow morning, when I get up, and I'm, I'm, am I am I going to be upset that I just wasted the evening just sitting there watching TV or watching whatever? Yeah. So then I go down, and then I'm like, oh, I don't want to waste my night. Even if I only work for a half an hour, right? I still got something done, and then yeah. I feel decent about what I did. So right. that's that's what I do. But also at the same time, don't get me wrong. Don't make it a chore because then yeah. it then it won't be fun for you. So no, no, no agree. If you truly find that you're not enjoying it, take yeah. a couple days off. And go play some mini golf or... <laughs>
0: I, didn't, I didn't mean I did that. I'm not trying to say... No, say there, I didn't
1: say you I do that every day. No, I didn't say you did. Right. I'm saying... No, so,
0: but I, I think maybe mm. I did kind of, addre- kind of address it that way. You know? Yeah, but... I don't I, want
1: to make it sound like... I just it. meant if you find yourself down there... Well, I say down there because we. Have, I'm in the basement. But if you uh, find yeah. yourself at your workbench and you're like just not feeling it, like don't force yourself to do it. Step away for a couple yeah. of days and go... Uh, but something else <laughs> go count the butterflies in your yard do whatever I don't care what you yeah. do Um, and then wait till you're like oh I gotta get back downstairs and work and then you're excited to get back down there so um, right. you know don't make it a chore cause then you won't like it Uh, anyways right. next up Scott Horgan Scott what, Horgan. what are your tips for weathering flex track I have my own tips and tricks but what are some of yours um so, I uh, I got some but with my, I was gonna say I, I, we haven't really done it on the layout yet because we just laid the track. Uh, but my right. dad has some from lay, laying his hand laid track.
0: Well, and you can do it with the flex track as well. But yeah, um, I like to weather my, my, rails. Let's look at, let's talk about track for a second.
1: Let's talk about it.
0: It's, well, track is two parts. It, there's track, okay, which is a combination of rail, and ties. Okay, so there's rails to paint, and then there's ties to paint. Okay, there's really not track to paint, because you're doing two separate paints. You're doing two separate paintings. Okay, They combine together, but technically, it's rails and ties. So, I like to paint my rails. I I like to do the rails first, okay, and I'll use a spray paint, and uh, uh, whether it's on... Hand laid track, um, which I would do the rails separately off the, off the ties or flex track, which, you know, is of course attached to the ties already, um, with plastic ties. What I would, what I like to do is spray paint and I use like a black and, um, a flat black, by the way, no satin, nothing with a sheen or a shine. Okay, and use flat black and usually red oxide krylon um, flat paint, which is like a red oxide. And I, I lightly spray it from a distance and just kind of coat each. So you go to the black, and then you kind of – then you use you know, real quick short bursts of the not overly heavy. You don't want it glistening off. You're just trying to flat paint the sides of the rails. Right. And then when you're done – you can clean the tops of your rails with a million, there's a million different ways, paint thinner, or whatever you want to do, just on, on a rag and just kind of glide across the top or take a piece of sandpaper, very fine sandpaper, by the way, is probably the best way. 200, uh, I'm sorry, uh, 400, 600 grit, run it across the top of your rail because you don't want to scratch, you don't want to scratch up the rail too bad or nothing. You want it to shine, you want it to be you know, smooth, but uh, that's one way, do you, your do that now you can do that with the plastic ties on um, or you can do it with the rails off with the uh, if your handling in your track now then when you've done that and you clean it all up and you made it look old and rusty um, then you can take the flex track with flex track I would take my um, on the on the flex track you, you have the plates and the spikes that are already you know uh, molded into the Flex track. You can just go with a very fine tip paintbrush with some uh, some kind of rust color and just kind of dab each one of those plates and rails. Uh, uh I'm sorry, spikes. Yeah. And then um, for your ties, um, a flat. Now you can hand paint them. Um, you go with um, uh, you know grays and browns and such, and in in different you know very. Very thinned out, nothing overly heavy, uh, too thick. Cause you don't want on a plastic tie, you don't want to take away. If you make it too thick, then you're not gonna see the wood grain on it. It's embedded in. Uh-huh. You can make them look real nice if you if you work with a couple different kinds of grays and browns, and uh, bring your bring your track color out. Um, and it, but you're gonna have to hand paint them uh, if you want them to look really good. Uh, you can. Uh, some people may not like to do that. Whatever. Um, they, you know, and if you don't want to, that's fine. My opinion is, you only have to do it one time. So go up through each rail, paint the damn rail. Do it right the uh, first not time. Rail, the tie, right. the tie. Do it right the first time. Yeah. So what if it takes you uh, two or three weeks of going through and paint, sitting there every night painting your painting each tie? You right. know? Once, as you get it done, and you go through like a foot or so. Go, you know what? That's perfect. I won't have to do this again. It's been it's just the way I want it. It's done right. And I got a foot of it done just now. Right. You know? Right. So, anyways, that's 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 that way. All right. Anything else?
1: No. Well, we got a couple more questions. Yeah, let's go. Uh, Dan Pugach, How do you prevent signs from getting ruined during the gluing stage? Both inkjet and laser signs fade or the ink rubs off during application for me. Dan, you're in luck because this is my absolute favorite thing to talk about. So... And do. It's my favorite thing to do. So, I have found a way to apply signs, even from an inkjet printer, when they're sanded thin to keep them from running. Um, and the only thing I can say is wood glue. And I don't know <laughs> how I do it any different. I don't know. Maybe you're using wood glue already. but um It's the, heavier. The other way, and it's heavier, and it doesn't waterlog the paper quite right, as fast. Right. I mean, you, you can't let it on there for a long time before you apply it. You need to move quickly. Right. But I find that wood glue does not run. As long as you brush it on thin, um, it does not run. And even sometimes when the, when the sign is super thin and I've sanded it down really far, I'll add a drop or two of water with a little pipette. Uh, Just enough to thin it out, but not enough to make it really watery. That way, because sometimes wood glue is heavier and it will tear that thin zine. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And this waters it down just enough to apply it, but not make it run. Um, Maybe I'll do that on a live video next week just to show Dan how I do it. Maybe, uh, well, maybe I'll do it tomorrow night. Who knows? I don't have anything going on tomorrow night, so maybe I'll do it tomorrow night. Uh, But after you saw that, it would have been yesterday night. Or last night, whatever however you say it yesterday night, but yesterday um, night. yeah, I like that better than last night, so <laughs> we're just making up new terms here tonight, anyways, um so I only use wood glue, and i f- I find that it doesn't run my sign as much. The other way that you can apply signs without making it run, and you might have been able to you might have probably chimed in and said this one if I didn't say it, Dad, is the um transfer tape, yeah, um transfer tape. On a sign, will not allow it to run because it's just double-sided tape. So
0: yeah, it's very thin double-sided tape. It's yeah. not really, it's not really tape at all. What you're doing is you're just putting the adhesive on it. Yeah, and well, then peeling off the backing. And then what you're yeah. doing is you're you're applying adhesive to the surface. But it's transfer now, tape. There's no tape. Involved. I know, but it's it's oh, in okay. a tape roll. It's it's tape. Anyways. I get it. I, I like using transfer tape, but then, but then I don't always use it. There's times where I use glue, and I what think, I do is similar to what Brett does. I use a toothpick to apply it, mm-hmm. and I kind of, I spread it out very, very thin. But the key for me to not get it to run is that I don't, as I'm applying it, I'm not pressing down that toothpick. Exactly, not pressing down. You with use the brush. a toothpick? Yep. I slide really, off. Even from really, scrape thin? it
1: off. Yep. Even for really, really thin signs, you use a toothpick.
0: How do you yeah. not rip it? The side, the side of the toothpick.
1: The I would still side. rip it. I use, toothpick. I use a really, I use a long brush, so it's not, mm-hmm. it's not a stiff brush, because you know the shorter brush bristles right. are stiffer. Yeah. I use a long brush and just glide it along really gently along the back of it. That way, it's just kind of like wisping that paint. I mean, wisping that glue on Blue the back line. of it. Yeah, um, and
0: that's kind of what's happening here. Okay. But yeah, you're right.
1: Huh. Oh, interesting. I didn't know you used a toothpick for that.
0: I did. Sometime I'll show everybody how I do that. As well.
1: So, all right. Next up, Jeff Fleischer. How do you partition your time between working on the layout versus working on structures? Um, <laughs> well, my dad doesn't have the layout at his house. I have the layout at my house. So he's working all on... All of our
0: stuff goes on his layout, on our layout. Well, it's our layout, but, but it's house.
1: here. Um, yeah. I kind of i my dad 's answer is going to be different because he doesn 't have the layout at his house for me even now that now, well especially now that we have the layout the way we want it i 'll build a structure and then make a scene on the layout i 'll build a structure and make a scene on the layout you know I go yeah. that way and you're kind of the same way you 'll build a structure bring it over here, and then we'll put it down on the layout where we I want make it a scene. right
0: and my my for me it's it's i I build here the structures I go to brett's house. When I go to Brett's house, I work on a layout. I mean, obviously, Right. Because that's my only time I get the chance to do that. So while I'm there, I want to work the layout. When, when uh, you know, for Brett, I, uh, it would be really tough for me if the layout was at my house. And uh, I'm glad it's not. Because if it was, because I don't have kids. And I don't have other, I mean, I, I have work, but I come home from work and, you know, it's just my wife and I and, so I got lots of time. I can go do some things and do the things I want. So if I had the out there, I am sure that every waking moment and maybe late into the night, I would be on that layout doing
1: stuff. Yeah, and I and, and I and, and I recognize I got to get down here more. It's just sometimes it's just so yeah. hard.
0: For me, if I was you, I would have a hard time with that because it'd be, it'd be like, oh my God,
1: there's so many cool things I could be doing right now. Well, and I know, we but see, I feel
0: everything there.
1: I feel that way. Trees I feel that way. Everything. I yeah. feel that way, but then I'm like, ah, oh, well, now I gotta take the kids here, and I gotta do this, and I gotta, I gotta, I oh, gotta. Yeah. so, so it's hard because, I get it, yeah, you know, no, it I understand. It so, I, I completely get that. But I've been doing more lately, so we're 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 slowly building it up.
0: Yeah. All right. Next the labor up, labor of love and
1: time. It's a long. It ain't gonna be no fast project. Anyways. Oh. Next up, from Dan Banks. Do you watch Adam Savage's Tested? youtube channel any thoughts techniques he uses for distressing or the episodes he builds with styrene i've not seen that so i have no comment well
0: he does i've seen adam savage he does a lot of um
1: sorry i have not uh, sci-fi
0: modeling a lot of sci-fi type modeling and stuff and um uh, there's some things in there he's done some diorama scenes and things like that for fantasy and sci-fi um, it's not something I follow. So I, I have not seen yeah. too much of it. I've seen a couple of them when I'm rifling through the, uh, YouTube channels and stuff. I've seen a couple of his that are out there, but I mean, you know, I mean, yeah, there's probably a million of those people out there like that is, it's, he's very informative. What I do, what I have seen, but right. for me, none of it seemed to apply to what we do.
1: Right. All right. Next up from Dan, it's a quick one. I want you to answer this quick. Um, we're just gonna do a rapid fire on this one. What tools have you done? What tools have you bought that were a complete waste of money and why?
0: Oh, <laughs> oh I got one. I was just talking to your mom about it the other day. I me mean, dig it out. This is fun. Okay, because I don't know what the hell I'm gonna do with it. <laughs> it is, hell, here it is. I can put it I took it out of my drawer on my workbench. I was going through my drawer on my workbench. And uh, in the back of the drawer is this big clunky thing. It's made by Fiskars. And I've talked about Fiskars before uh, the last couple weeks for a couple of the tools that i bought that I love. What's the tool? Knives,
1: you know. Yeah, what's Uh, the tool?
0: This tool is like, it's a corrugated, it makes corrugated you could take tin foil, or oh, is that the
1: thing just, that has the roller? And you roll it yeah, through. Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, it has the rollers on it, and it's a handheld thing. You put your embossing type paper, I guess it's for like uh, what do they call that? Scrapbookers and stuff like that, and um, you know the craft stores. And I bought this at Michaels with the coupon. So I, you know, it was like a twenty dollar tool, and I bought it with the fifty percent off coupon I got for like right. ten bucks.
1: So that's your and
0: that's your waste. Well, it's a waste because I never... Here's the problem. I bought it, and it does. You can take tinfoil or something like that and and corrugate it, okay? The problem is there's two things. One, it makes the the, the corrugation too wide to begin with. It's unrealistic. It's not H's scale in any way, shape, or form. The other, it might be O scale, maybe. I don't know. But then the other thing uh, about that is even if you did, like, a wider corrugation, uh, with your with your foil or whatever yeah. It's if you're doing it on tin foil if you touch it even the slightest bit it flattens itself back out again right it doesn't keep its shape right and then it's it's awful you know all right so this if there's anybody out there that's in the scrapbook who would be interested in that I got one let me know
1: a fire sale yeah all right next up Joe P- Joe D Pasquale how do you make DPM kits or or other plastic kits look as good as craftsman kits um, yeah. by painting and weathering? So you, we both have done plastic kits that turned out um, looking like a craftsman kit. Yeah. I think the key to this, and there were other comments below that, um, and they're going to answer it the same way, kind of we did. Once you once you paint it. Primer with a cur- it just comes in a primer. Well, primer, but I'm saying once you've painted it with your acrylics and everything else, yeah, it's really weathering. It is same is the same kit. as a wood kit. Um, I would avoid the uh, enamel paints, like the even if they're flat enamels, because yep. I feel like they just don't weather as good as the flat no. as the flat acrylics. Yeah, um, I feel like a matte acrylic paint weather's tremendously easier than. A flat enamel, yep. Um, just something about a flat enamel. It's still an enamel paint, and it just doesn't hold weathering quite as good. No, um, it still has it. Still has that odd. It's a weird texture. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't hold your weathering stuff as much. And I feel like so we've often talked about people that use um, the doll coat as like they religiously use doll coat because I don't right. know what organization or what guidelines they follow that tell them they always have to use doll coat. I feel like a lot of the people that use doll coat are using enamel, flat enamel paints still, whether they're from from Floquil or they're from um, a tester, a new version of testers that's not called testers, but it's another testers sub-brand. Right. Um, Those enamel, flat enamel paints still don't hold as good as Acrylics. And I feel like if you just use Acrylics, You would, I don't know, they they kind of soak up the weathering. I think. Yeah. Do you feel that way? Yeah. They they, oh, yeah. they soak that weathering in a little bit more, and it, it holds a little better. Right. So um, it
0: allows you to layer better. It keeps yeah. everything. Everything is obviously flat, anyways. Right. Um, I like it. it I, I see. I feel that you get more depth out of it.
1: Now, and, I, I will say, replicating uh, wood from a plastic kit is much harder than replicating wood from a wood kit because nothing looks more like wood than wood but if you're doing a and this was something that Paul Stewart had said too if you're doing a plastic kit that looks like stone or brick or concrete block um, or stucco it's much easier to replicate it and weather it in a way that looks like a craftsman kit because Mm -hmm. um, you can kind of work with those mediums or fake medium is like brick wood uh i mean sure. sorry brick or block or stone a little easier but nothing in my opinion even if it's a plastic kit look that looks like clapboard siding nothing looks more like wood than wood kits yeah. so that would be my only caveat to that was would be if you're working with a plastic kit that looks like wood it'll still never look like a wood kit
0: well i think it can in a way okay. and this is my opinion um it's it's going to be then how you paint it on. It is. It's going to co- It's going to have to come down to your talent level. Okay. If, and not so much talent level, but experience.
1: Well, and and and, and, and also it, what you want it to look like. Because if you're using a stain, like if you're using a hunter line, on a wood kit, it's going to look no, way different. You're never going to replicate what a stained wood's going to look like with plastic. No, no, plastic.
0: I I understand that. But if I want to take a plastic kit and I want to make it look like wood, if it's clapboard and it's made of plastic, yeah, what I'm going to do is I'm going to use a primer. Yeah. Underneath it is a like a a, a gray primer. Flat. Right. And then I'm going to use brush strokes going in the, in the direction of the wood the way the wood grain would probably go, probably horizontally. And I would go, um, you know, with light brush strokes, uh, almost like a dry brushing on it right over top of it until so you can still see some of the gray underneath i think you're going to get that tone that you look but it's going to take a little practice to do it and you know some people can pull it off and some can't and and uh you know but right. and, uh, as far as like you said everything i agree 100% it's all uh,
1: it's all in your technique and how you weather yeah exactly so uh, if you don't weather it it's going to look like a plastic kit
0: practice practice
1: practice right yeah mess up mess up a couple of them and redo yeah. it and redo it it's gonna look yeah. good eventually. So, all right, all right. Uh, we only have a couple more here. Jake Johnson, when are you coming to a narrow gauge convention? Hint: St. Louis is next year around Labor Day. Um,
0: huh, St. Louis? Huh.
1: We will. All the country. That's not too bad. We will discuss that. Um, we will try to make it out to something. I can't give you a time frame or when or where, but my dad and I will try to make it something. Make it to something a little bit farther away than just the maryland area boston area. New England. Yeah. so um we can't guarantee what trip it'll be or when or where but there's plenty of stuff for us to get out to we will definitely try to make a trip there's,
0: far- some, things, there's some stuff in florida that we've been talking about there's we'll, some stuff
1: we'll we'll make something happen either if, if it's weather, because if it comes from you guys supporting us on patreon or we make a farther trip out further whatever it is we'll we'll figure something out um yeah and we'll get out to a convention somewhere. But when we do... The
0: narrow gauge does sound like a lot of fun.
1: I saw some pictures from the narrow gauge convention from a few people on Facebook, and, yeah. and there was some really cool-looking stuff out there. So maybe right. that'll be on our radar. Um, and St. Louis would be a fun city to visit. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know. Is it in the same place every year?
0: St. Louis is yeah. always in the same place every year. No, St. no. St. Louis is always well, the same I meant
1: the narrow gauge <laughs> national convention. <laughs> I know you, were. Does St. Louis move every year? <laughs> I uh, never the knew it's
0: narrow, gauge, the narrow gauge convention. It does. It well, does move around. T-
1: to answer your question, Jake, we will be, um, Oh, I think he said, Oh, it'll be in St. Louis next year. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, we'll be considering. It. We'll, we'll figure out something. I can't tell you that it'll be that show. It may be that show. We'll make it out to something, um, somewhere, somewhere outside of the Northeast, uh, yeah. in the next short yeah. while. All right. Uh two more questions. Ron Piscell, what is your dream build? My dream build. Hmm. Um dang. Okay, well my dream build would be any fine scale manager's kit.
0: <laughs>
1: I'm not I'm not gonna lie. I would love to just get my hands on one to do it. So
0: give me this one instead.
1: Well, no, because I got uh, builders in yeah. scale. I
0: know.
1: And that's just as epic of a of a build to do. Right. So I'm not, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not upset, but sometime in my next, whatever, 40 to 50 years of existence left, I want to get my hands on a fine skill miniature kit.
0: It was my dream build. I'm working on one now. Um, Now I would have to say my next dream build will have to be a... I don't know. Probably a Sierra West. Oh,
1: or, you mean the one you just gave me to build from our?
0: Yeah, um, I'll, I'll get a different Sierra West
1: kit. No, I know, but I'm and, just saying. I'm just. It's just funny.
0: Yeah, I then, I am um, excited
1: to start that one too.
0: Also, there's a couple builds from Fine Scale FSM that I would mind. Uh, Some
1: small. He's got that. Remember when we were up there? We saw that little tiny. That well, it's not tiny. Don't get me wrong. That barge he made. Yeah, it was like, but it was it was stationary yeah. along a shoreline. That would be a cool build. That'd be cool. And, the, and I would we, like to do. And you can pick those up on eBay for um, pretty reasonable price. Yeah. What's a
0: brewery one? Is that stuffies? I wouldn't mind doing stuffies.
1: There's so many. There's yeah. so many. But my my dream build would be literally any yellow box kit. I would love. Yeah. I would just. I would love to do it and in my opinion they are unique my opinion of the dream build i mean i'm sorry my opinion of the fine scale miniatures kits is um, george made them to build so mm-hmm. uh, i know people collect them but at the same time and i'm sure i'm not going to be rubbing the cat the wrong way when i say this with our our listeners here doing what rub the cat the wrong way like rub the cat the wrong way you ever rub the cat backwards and they get pissed off no, like a cat don't like to be petted backwards. I sure, I guess. Yeah, probably. whatever. I ain't going against the it grain. It doesn't sound good. How about this? Dirty. It I, sounded dirty. Uh, don't rub the cat the wrong way. Mm. <laughs> Anyways, no, I meant I'm not going to go against the grain here with our listener base for the most part. That was weird. <laughs> oh, yeah. Put on some Barry White and rub the cat backwards. <laughs> 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 Bow. 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 <laughs> anyways no <laughs> well that'll make our blooper real. but um
0: i'm oh, sorry i'm sorry good <laughs> uh all
1: right next up next question is from
0: holy cow man That's a lot of questions this is it
1: this is the last one holy cow when cow. can i order a button front shirt with the ho scale customs logo to wear at railroad events? Uh, that's from Jake Johnson. We will make sure... I'll, I'll find a button-up shirt. We'll... we'll I think...
0: Yeah, that sure. cool. I'm not
1: sure Threadless has them, but we'll figure it out. Yeah. So. That'd
0: be cool. I might order a button-up shirt.
1: Oh, man. Dan said he'd wear one that was to work on Business Casual Day. So, oh, all cool. Right. We'll figure it out. It might be a polo. It might be a button-up, but we'll figure out some kind of shirt like that. All right. Yeah. That is it for our Patreon questions. This was a long one, but... Uh, We had a lot of patron questions this week, so I didn't want to miss anyone. Next up, we are going to convert over to your gravel roof story. So I wanted to hear about how you did this gravel roof. Oh,
0: man, this is a nightmare. Okay, so... Working this Baxter's FSM kit. And, uh, which will be called Donato's. Anyhow. I reached a point on this, uh, this main... I guess it's the the hell are they calling this this is the shop okay and, and it's the yellow and red building and you can see the photos up on our website or on our facebook page okay? uh-huh um anyhow it's the roof is cool i mean it's like any other chipboard roof and i talked to you about this before how last week i talked to you about it i cut it wrong remember i cut it wrong yep i anticipated and cut it wrong well now i have a new chipboard roof it fits perfectly it was great okay And it did work. Don't get me wrong. My roof turned out awesome, by the way. But it was the steps that I used to get there. And I was just now. I'm fully following these directions to make sure I do this right. Now I've done some gravel roofs before. Okay. Well, one of the things that came with this kit was a bag of gravel dirt. Okay. Um. It was. I used it for the piles of gravel underneath. The rails that I had pre-laid and the the platform rail that's raised, the raised rail. Um, And then underneath it is these bins with gravel that dump. Okay, the the rail car dumps into the gravel pit. Anyhow, I had to use that gravel to make these piles according to his directions, which I did. And it turned out awesome. Mm -hmm. And then it said in the directions, save the gravel for when we get to the roof. So with the leftover gravel, okay, which is plenty of, and there was plenty to, to do the roof. The qu- the key word there is, was plenty. Okay. So, um, I'm following the directions. Now I didn't attach the roof to the top of the building yet. Okay. I am just putting the gravel to the roof to do that. He said to use a slow drying black paint. And I'm trying to think of what kind of paint I would use it would be slow drying. Because if you use a craft paint, which we often use in black to paint something, it usually dries. It's, I started painting it with that to begin with. And I'm looking at it. And I'm like, wow, it, this, this shit's drying before we, I even get across the top of the roof to paint it. Yeah. On the other side, it's already drying. Okay. So I'm like, that's not working. So I took my black. I had a, this idea. Now I'm going to take this outside. With my black colored spray paint, my black flat spray paint can, rattle can, and I sprayed it, not overly heavy, but the spray paint is still definitely wet and tacky. And I did that, and then I sprinkled with a spoon, just like he said. Some of the I had, I had the gravel. I poured it out of the plastic bag it was in into a little dish container, and uh, actually it's a little I mean, a storage container. It's small. that I could put a spoon into. And just scoop some up and sprinkle it on, which I sprinkled it on. And then I shook it off and I was like, oh, this looks awesome. You know, stuck to the glue, stuck to the paint. I just carefully carried the thing back inside and laid it on the workbench to dry. Looked awesome. I sent you a photo. Right. And then it said the next step was to, um, put, um, when when it's dry, you the gravel looks too stark, and he was right. It looks too bright. It's too bright. It's like sand almost. It's like a very light colored gravel, like dirt. dirt. So um, I, I, read, read, I I I I read the directions. It said to use some black India ink wash, and just paint it on. Okay, or just kind of dab it on, or whatever with a very soft brush, which I did, all over the roof. And it takes the starkness out. He said, it'll be very dark, and then as it dries out, it'll look great. So I'm like, okay, this is great. So I do it, and I don't know what happens, what happened there exactly, but uh, I don't know if the alcohol loosened the gravel or whatever. Um, I, after it dried, it looked great, and then I tried, I was trying to fit it to the top of the roof, and my fingers, We're removing the gravel off as I was touching the roof. And I'm like, oh, shit, this isn't good, right? So I'm like, it doesn't look good. It doesn't look as good anymore. It looked okay. It didn't look as good. So I um, took it outside again, and I took some, at this point, it's already black underneath, right? Yeah. So I took some uh, spray, 3M spray adhesive, and I sprayed the top of the roof with that. And then I put more gravel on top because I still had plenty of gravel, and I had the gravel now in a plastic sealable container that, and I marked on the outside with a sharpie said FSM dirt gravel, because I was all proud I was gonna have some leftover and I could use it for some other project and I could say oh this is FSM dirt you know right and I got this is George Zellios dirt you know as weird as that sounds but it was, was kind of I just made that really sound creepy but. Uh, That's that's what that was. I mean, that's
1: where you come to this podcast. I'm all
0: happy I have some of this left over. So I'm putting on a second application over that. And then I had to go back in. Now it looks dark again. And I did the alcohol mix. And guess what? Same things happening. But here's the thing. It didn't start happening until after I attached all of the white metal castings to the top of the roof. The, The vents, the chimney, the uh all the all the there's an escape hatch on it, a roof hatch on it. Um all the stuff that was on the roof, I had it already glued down. Now what? The stuff's rubbing off again, it looks like poop, and the uh and the you know the castings are already glued on. If I take them off, they're gonna rip the roof up. So what I did this third time was a charm. I took white glue water mix like we always like we had before uh with like you do when you do scenery um and i just took a, a, a bushy brush it's small and just kind of dabbed at the roof and soaked what gravel was left and the top of the roof just a little bit not soak, soak but uh-huh. you know just to make it wet and sit there on it and then um, sprinkled the gravel on and just let it sit. I didn't touch it, didn't dry it. I I let it dry, you know, all night. Now the gravel stays on really nice even after I put the uh India ink wash on and it stayed, it's not rubbing off, it's not flaking off, it, it glued tight. And uh and you can see some patches of black underneath very faintly, which is really nice. It gives it its own look. Uh it took but it took three tries. Guess what now? Why? I'm I'm out of gravel and I have a container that says <laughs> FSM and there's not a grain of gravel in it. I've used every bit of it. I have no more George Soulias dirt. Ah, it was dang so it. sad. But now I know that this, uh, you know, gravel and dirt sticks on better. Right. Just like it does when you put gravel and dirt down on your on your surface for landscaping.
1: Nice. So,
0: you're not wrong. Anyhow, that was my story, my my uh, gravel story, gravel roof. Gravel roof looks really cool. I think you agree. It does. It looks I love cool. it. Awesome. But um, yeah, anyhow, um, one thing you don't want to do with that is when you put your tar patch down when you make the tar patch. Uh huh. I put around it. Um, he recommended using uh, a doll coat thing where you where you paint it on with a brush. If you do that. Uh, be very careful that you do not extend over your tar patch onto the gravel, Ooh. because it'll it'll soak the yeah. gravel and discolor it to a weird. I was going to say
1: it'll probably weird make the gravel yeah. look strange.
0: And I did that. That was that was between the second and third coat. Too. It was at so, this
1: moment that Todd knew. Yeah, he messed up. So Anyways. now I just
0: <laughs> tar patch and left it alone. All right, that's, well, a, that's a long story, but it was kind no,
1: of no, cool. it was good. It was important. I I I think. Um, that's a that's a style of roof that you see a lot when you look around towns that have mm-hmm. more of a flat roof, but yeah. it's something that's undermodeled and right. it's important. It's important to talk about that.
0: It's cool because it, it, it's not just It's radical. not a tar
1: it's not a tar paper roof, and it's not a metal yeah. roof, and it's not a shingle roof, which we do a right. ton of. So I you think you see tar under it, which is really cool. It is, yeah, right. But I mean but I meant it's something that it's a it's a style of roof that a lot yeah. of buildings commercially use right. um and we don't really see it modeled quite as much as the other styles of roof so um right. Right. no it was good it was good Yep. all right okay so we're gonna wrap this up with two more topics so what is your tool of the week i have one it's not necessarily a tool it's more of a medium um but it's okay. a good gu- it's a good one and i i didn't even tell you about this yet so um i'll go let ahead. you to st- oh I, okay well i'll go you
0: start i just got done talking
1: all right so go ahead mine you ready for this I picked yeah. up something at the Michaels. At the Michaels. I sound like an old person. All right. I picked up <laughs> something at Michaels, with my coupon, of course, called Rub and Buff. Have you seen Rub and Buff?
0: No, but does this have anything to do with, with petting the cat backwards?
1: No, it doesn't. No,
0: it's called... <laughs>
1: <laughs> I saw some people that were doing um, more sci-fi. Rub and tuck. Rub and Tug is a whole different thing. We will not talk about tonight. Um, it's called Rub and Buff Wax Metallic Finish.
0: Gotcha. Um, I heard it. So tell us more,
1: please. So I was playing around with it. Uh, I was playing around with my Rub and Buff, (laughs) and uh, (laughs) (laughs) this episode is just going downhill quick. Um, and uh, I was using it for metal parts, and what I did was I hit it with a Um, base coat of black primer and then put this material on it and it's like a waxy metallic finish and um i'll have a video here soon on how i did it
0: what did you put it on
1: i was doing some metal parts for the um assassin vinegar works detail parts um it's a little bit different because it's it's usually used in a larger scale like for picture frames or for craft projects that use that want people want plastics or metals or whatever to look, um, I mean, sorry, plastics, plastics or woods or whatever, like picture frames to look like they're metallic. Yeah. Um, but I saw some people doing it in the like 3d printed uh, sci-fi uh, heads and sci-fi figurine world. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought, man, that would be really sweet to try for some metal parts. So I picked the tube of it up at Michael's. It was like $5. And with a coupon, it came down to like two 50. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, what it is is a silver leaf wax metallic finish, and what you you put it on with a sponge, and then you just use the drier side of that sponge, and you just buff it out, and it turns out to look incredibly metallic. Like it's crazy how cr- how awesome this looks as far as a metal. Um, like, so like
0: shiny chrome yeah, or what?
1: Yeah. Oh. It's silver leaf. Like it looks more metallic than any acrylic silver paint i've ever used
0: wow because i is, could have used that on my bumpers on my vehicle
1: it is insane so um i i tried it on some like little pipes and stuff that i wanted to i wanted to do it on but i want to, to do it on like a lamppost or something where it's more um right where it's more obvious so right, i'm gonna sure. put a, a quick little one or two minute video up of it here probably maybe tomorrow night um since i'm bachelor in it the next two nights so uh I will come down here and do a video on it and, and put it up and show you guys how I worked with it because this stuff is just incredible. And they make they make one for silver, they make one right. for antique bronze or like a antique gold color, and then they do one or like aged gold or aged bronze, and then they do one for um gold leaf as well, like a shiny gold, like a shiny brass. So nice. uh it's not the cheapest stuff. It's five bucks for a little tube, but like I said, if you go buy one at a time, it's only like two or three bucks for a little tube. And cool. in our scale, this stuff will last forever. So I didn't really want to say much about it until I experimented with it because I didn't know how right. it would turn out. But man, it just makes those metal parts that you want it to actually look like metal just shine like crazy. And not like chrome where you can see your reflection. But right. like but like a, like if you imagine like a new steel pipe where it's still got that like new metal look, but it's not like mm-hmm. so re- metallic that you can see a reflection. It looks like that. Oh, um, it looks awesome. So, um, I'll send you. I'll send you some pictures before yeah, I do. I can't wait to see it. Um, I did it on just a tiny little elbow joint on the Assassin Vinegar Works, and it's harder to see. But I'll do a bigger part that's supposed to be metal. I got some long pipes that are supposed to be. Jeez, um, I can't get away from the like. Bad word. I got some. I got some long pipe that I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna buff it out, and um, I'll show you what it looks like. I'll put the pictures (laughs) up of it. But uh, (laughs) this is a bad episode. So um, I'll when I do them tomorrow night, I'll do a video on it. I'll send you some pictures. This stuff is awesome. It's it's so simple. It's just called rub and buff. You can get it at Michaels. You can get it on Amazon. It's like five to six bucks depending on where you get it. But um, I imagine in our scale, it's it's gonna last the tube will last me forever. So uh
0: yeah I'll, I'll check it out.
1: So that's my tool of the week. What's yours?
0: My tool is um something I saw on um if you go to the Sierra West website, there is a it's a great website by the way. Sierra West Scale Models they have a um a forum on there and there's all these great ideas and tips and tricks and all kinds of stuff that are on there to read and check out, it's an awesome forum. I, I love forums, I, you know, we, we always do the modelers forum, I'm very active in as well, but this, is, um, this one is also very comparable. And I was told about it actually by uh, Bill Sartori, and I went there and checked it out. And um, I saw, I was reading through on some tools that these people uh, were using it was, it was a section in the forum on you know different types of tools that they use, and this one is for putting applying glue. You know I use a uh-huh. lot of round toothpicks. I mean a lot of round toothpicks. Um, they're cheap and easy and everything else.
1: Right. Do you have the little dis- is, Do you have the little dispenser where you can shake them and one comes out? No. That thing is a pain I just have in me, the I ass. Just have
0: to, I stick them in a shot glass. Uh, or not.
1: Well, I need to so, do that.
0: Yeah, let's just stick them in a shot glass and a... A bazillion, I jam packet so or a film canister, and I sit there or you know something like that. Anywho, do um, you have a you
1: any have a, anywho?
0: Anywho. Anywho. So yeah, I don't know why I say it like that. Anywho, anywho,
1: later I went and go went and pick some flowers at the garden.
0: Anyways. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, no.
0: <laughs> so what? Then I might get go any further with this because gonna, it's going to get worse as we go with this.
1: Anywho. Anyhow. Anywho. All right. I'm done. I'm done. Good movie so, on.
0: Now, when you use a toothpick, <laughs> which a lot of people do, I'm sure, Um, what
1: happens with the glue on the toothpick? It starts to dry and it starts to build dry,
0: up. Dry, gets thick and you build little, up. And you, you get
1: a little club end on the end of it. Then
0: you got to throw, throw the whole thing away. No, right? you use the other side. Well, you use the other side, but eventually you got to throw it away. Yeah, right. Right, it's gonna get funky, you know. It's, it's all funky and goopy. And Wonder if crazy,
1: they make right? metal toothpicks and it just picks right off.
0: Ah, well, that's what we're doing. Ooh, Ooh girl, yo, girl. Ooh, girl. This guy, here. I can't new. tell you who he is because I have no clue. <laughs> okay. Um, they all have usernames or whatever, and, and this guy, this gentleman. So it wasn't
1: my idea, but I did. It. Oh my God.
0: They are, they are. Um, I went to Michael's. And I got these uh, crochet needles. crochet needles that are made by a company called Susan Bates. And they, you get six needles to them. Okay, they're just, they're like about five inches long. They're all five inches long. I think it was $13 and I paid six total because I had 55% off. Okay, so um, for $6 I got I had a coupon for 55%. Mm-hmm. off. Anyhow, so, what happens is, you, you break, now the crochet needle has like a little jagged, looks like a, almost like a fish hook at the very end, uh, and what you do, and they're very small though, these are extremely small, and um, the little, these are tiny, tiny crochet needles, these are the big, long, giant monster crochet needles, they're five inches long, they're very, they're completely uh, stainless steel, and they're... Um, I, I brought them home, took a Dremel tool and a grinder, and I ground. I took each one of the tips and I ground them down to um, a fine, a finer point, but a little rounded at the Okay, almost about the same as a toothpick. Uh huh. I ground them down to they had about the same consistent shape as a toothpick. Right. And uh, now I got six of these things, which are awesome. And then I use them the same. I put my glue onto a, a post-it note. Or whatever you're using and you scoop up the glue and you can apply it with this this tool with this stainless steel tool Uh just like a toothpick except it's a lot longer so it it makes it very easy to handle and then also um now you want to make sure the only thing is you got to make sure you get enough glue on it where you're not keep otherwise you have to go back to it a lot stainless steel doesn't hold the glue to. The tool, as well as a piece of wood, does. Right and here's the, the key is as it, as the glue starts to harden and as you're working with it and it gets all funky, um, all you have to do is just use your fingers and just slide it off, and it just like comes right off. Nice, clean as a whistle and you just keep, you keep reusing it, reusing it, reusing it. Now, I'm still going to use toothpicks because I think both of them have their proper applications, and as you use them, you'll figure out which why, what which and why, and maybe that'll be a topic for another night. Um, but I'm having a lot of fun with this. It's a great thing. Go check that form out. Ask to re- request to join uh, by sending them an email at Sierra West uh, Scale Models yep. on their form. It's a great form um, and a great model. It's all so
1: anyhow that's cool fine. all right tool of the week is over last one we got some awesome announcement coming up for um october so we're not going to get into who and when the oh my god patrons are
0: October's.
1: i'm sorry the not the patrons but guests are um it's gonna blow your mind we got some crazy stuff coming for you in October and I'm not trying to say that to just, your mind, I'm not trying to say that just to um like pump you guys up just to keep listening uh no we truly Oops. have some of the we might just stop after this <laughs> I'm just kidding yeah. we're not gonna stop after this but um for October we it's have the
0: mother dude. That's what we,
1: we are gonna be it's gonna be hard pressed to top what we have coming for you in October um it's just gonna be it's gonna be a lot. We are also going to be getting some more guests on here as well, and that's included in what's coming up in october um this We're summer have back to back to back awesome guests we are and that starts in the beginning of October right away, but it was tough this summer to yes. get guests on the show because you know people are on vacation and people are doing this and they're traveling and they got stuff going on so um Summer was kind of sporadic with guests. I know through the winter we had quite a bit of guests on.
0: We had some great guests. This summer, um,
1: though. and we might we'll probably get We had amazing guests. And we we'll probably get we some just of them on. Have as many. Right, but we'll we'll get some of them on again, and we'll get some of our old guests on again. Um, right. It's just easier when it's not summertime, and people got a million other things going on and traveling, and kids are out of school and this and that. And um, so hopefully after October, our blockbuster month that we'll be able to get some more recurring guests on here. Again, we're going to start working on that um, to provide you guys with more guest content as well. Uh, We just want to let you guys know that uh, through the summer, it is tough because, um, you know, everyone's got stuff going on. So we will be having way more guests coming up. But we just wanted to announce that this October is going to be awesome. So. Uh,
0: and we're also going to talk. We're going to have a special, a little bit. Uh, we're going to talk a lot more about the uh,
1: upcoming. Yeah, uh, as the week show. as the weeks get closer here to the Craftsman Courtyard that we'll be attending. We will be um, revealing more information about the Craftsman Courtyard as well as our clinics that we're going to be giving there. Uh, Once my dad and I get a grasp on how we're going to do that, we're going to talk more about our clinics, Um, things like that. We're going to be uh, announcing a little bit more about the Craftsman Courtyard as well as – well, actually, you guys can just check that out now. I threw the links for the Craftsman Courtyard as well as the great scale modelers. What's that? Uh, The great – scale modelers train show uh i threw the link for that in the show description as well so you guys can check that all out now but we'll be talking about that more as we get closer to that event hopefully we see you guys at that show by the time we see you guys at that show these guests would have already been on it so hopefully we can talk to you about who we just had on at the time because and it's gonna be awesome i am gonna i'm gonna lose sleep thinking about how these guests are, I mean, I, I, I'm yeah, so excited. It's going to be, it's going to be amazing. So, and so. if you're a patron tonight or what's Wednesday night right now, I'm going to announce who our new guests are going to be, yes. uh, only for patrons. And yes. we trust that our patrons won't leak it. Yeah. I, I don't think they will because so. it's a cool group of guys and girls, everyone in there, guys and women, everyone in there. But, um, we have a really cool group of patrons. So, uh, Um, I'll announce it to you guys a little early we'll give you guys a sneak peek of who's coming up so uh, with that I think we're going to wrap tonight's episode up Um, hope you enjoyed it hope you have an awesome weekend and uh, as always keep on modeling you fine scale freaks